Welcome, everybody, to take two of the uh, podcast about the first 20 episodes. Um, I fucked up the last one, and for some reason it didn't record the audio, but there is a video of the last one on YouTube if you're interested, uh, if you want to see if that one was better or if this one's better. Like, comment, subscribe. You'll find out which one's better. Uh, but yeah, I had this idea um, after doing 20 episodes, which is still crazy uh, because in the beginning I didn't think anyone would really, you know, listen and um, give a shit. So it's kind of cool that we're 20 episodes in and over 2,000 downloads in a bunch of different countries and states. So I thought I'd just share with everybody. My favorite things about episodes 1 through 20. Starting at the beginning, some of you may call the intro. I've noticed that a lot of people skip the intro, but it's important. This is why the intro is important, and why I still love the intro to this date is because it shows the progression. If you listen to the intro, and then listen to episode 7 with Taylor Hahn, and then episode 20 with uh, Brad Anderson. You can kind of see the progression, see how it's like kind of gotten a little more natural. Sorry. This is going to look really awkward when I get messages and people say what's up on Instagram live. Um, like I said, I already did a YouTube live, so there's a YouTube video, but, uh, yeah, on Instagram live, I got the phone going sideways, so when people say what's up and stuff, I'm gonna be turning my head to the side. Might look like a stretch, but this is about the audio, and people listening to this won't be able to see it, and it won't match up with what's on YouTube. So... I'm gonna try and not get too carried away with the video. But anyway, going back to the intro, um, talking about progression, you can kind of hear, I mean, it was different too because, uh, you know, it was just me by myself for the first episode. I didn't have anyone to kind of rely on and fall back on. Um, It was just me and you can hear me uh, trying to figure out where where to sneak breaths in and try to figure out how to make it not awkward. But as the episodes have gone on, I've kind of just gotten more relaxed about it. And uh, yeah, in the first episode and, you know, actually for a little while until, uh, until the first time we had two guests on, which was episode nine with Reed and Tyrell of Loot Cake Records. Uh, used headphones the whole time so it was apparent that you were being recorded and recording because you could hear your own voice coming back to you but once we dropped the headphones it got a little more natural but uh if you haven't listened to the first episode quick little recap on it uh you know and i've explained this to people who have asked because i'm in a band all the people on this show are in bands and they ask, Jake, why do you have a podcast called Don't Start a Band? Your dumb ass is in a band. Well, because it's supposed to be like, 
don't start a band, dot, 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 until you hear from all of these experienced people, whether they're musicians, uh, you know, producers, tattoo artists, and people that just want to be on the podcast. Everyone's got something to say, and everyone listens to music. I think I've met maybe two or three people in my whole entire life that just have told me flat out they don't listen to music. So getting into the actual podcast, uh, the second episode was with Colton Zeiler. He plays bass in the Backseaters. And uh, that was probably the best first guest I could have had because sitting down with Colton and just like talking to him is super natural and just, you know, it was a lot of fun and, uh, you know, it kind of helped me calm down about the whole podcasting and going live thing. So um, it was, he was a really good like first guest to have to kind of because if I would have gone with somebody I didn't know as well probably would have been a little more clunky and would have sounded a little bit more like a straightforward interview which is not quite what I go for but uh, it does it does sound good when it happens so I'm cool with it Um, but I kind of got some time stamps um, if you're interested in some of this stuff, because some of the guests, we uh, said some really good things about songwriting and marketing and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, if you're interested, if I you know, say, oh, me and so-and-so talked about this at an hour and 27 minutes, it was a really good marketing tip, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, go check out that episode, because I guarantee there's more cool shit in it. So, uh, but yeah, at 12 minutes on my podcast with Colton, uh, him and I kind of talked about our hardcore punk band Chin Up, which is my claim to toughness. The, the one and only tough band I've ever been in. I mean, If I Fail was pretty tough, but like Chin Up, that was some tough shit. That was hardcore punk. But it was fun to just kind of talk about that stuff and uh, remember, you know, some of the good times and some of the silly times we had. And we tell this story about how we played at this birthday party and we played a Set Your Goals song. Um, It was called Goonies Never Say Die. And we didn't have a lot of songs and the songs weren't that long to begin with. So uh, we... All of our friends knew that song, so we opened with it, and then we closed with it as well, and just played it twice because everybody at that birthday party went off and knew that song. So um, it was, you know, just little things like that uh, that were kind of funny. Um, We played at a place called The Rock House, and I ended up breaking both heads on my snare drum uh, because I busted the top head and then thought it would be a good idea to play on the bottom head and that busted super quick and I think I fucked up the snares on it too so uh, it was super punk rock but yeah him and I just kind of talked about chin up and me starting the backseaters and our history as friends and as co-musicians 
And if you want a good little laugh, at 22 minutes and 47 seconds, we beat the dead horse of the backseaters being huge in Europe. And uh, we, we talk about our very close relationship with the Queen of England. Um, we're on a first name basis, actually a, uh, a nickname basis. Um, we refer to her as uh, Liz. Um, she's down with it, she's super cool, down to earth. Um, she likes that better than Her Majesty, uh, you know, makes her feel right at home. Makes her feel pretty, pretty punk rock being called Liz and hanging out with us, usually on Skype um, because, you know, we haven't made it over to Europe. It would just be, I think it would be too much for us right now. Um, you know, being mobbed everywhere we go, so uh, I'm not gonna beat this dead horse any longer. David is watching and he is probably tired of hearing the beating of the dead horse as well about all the Europe conversations. Uh, for anybody listening to this, a little sneak peek into what's coming up. Uh, next EP, I can guarantee it will make us the biggest band in the universe. Aliens. They're coming for us. Uh, moving right along. Episode number three, I uh, reflected on my first 10 years, or not first 10 years, but just the 10 years that I had been playing music. Um, I had started playing drums at 11 years old, and then here I am today. And that was fun to go back and listen to, you know, my first bands, first recordings, and kind of listen to the songwriting and the quality and all that stuff and bring it all the way up uh, to the backseaters. But some of those songs I haven't listened to in years and years and years, so it was a lot of fun kind of just uh, looking back on it and listening to all those songs. So if you're ever curious as to what I did before the backseaters, there's a whole podcast with uh, history of tunes that I have played. Um, my second guest that I ever had on was episode number four with uh, Bailey Alora. I'm gonna write this down because I'm gonna fuck up and forget the numbers. Um, episode number four with Bailey Alora. Uh, it was cool to sit down with her and kind of pick her brain because the music scene is always changing and always evolving and she's a part of something that I uh, never knew about when I was her age the uh, youth on record so it was kind of cool to hear that perspective and hear her talk about all the places that she's playing and all the shows that she plays because uh, they're a lot different than the Live Nation shows and the, you know, different venues that the Backseaters play. Um, so it was cool listening to her talk about a completely different side of the music scene, venues I've never even heard of, um, and kind of picking her brain on, you know, write, how she writes songs. That was a big thing that her and I talked about because she's super into poetry and she's into Greek mythology 
And so she kind of walked me through uh, her songwriting process, lyric writing process, and how she draws her inspiration from Greek mythology and poetry. And uh, at 30 minutes and 57 seconds on the episode with Bailey Alora, um, we went into depth on uh, writing music based on feeling and not forcing it and not, you know, making it a, a, you know, a math problem where all the pieces have to fit and they all have to be perfect and predetermined. Um, We just, you know, talked about the raw, honest truth about being a musician and writing music solely for the love of playing and writing music and not to try and get anywhere special and not to try and appeal to anybody but ourselves and it was cool to hear her have the same perspective that I have as just to write the music that you love and not to try and pander to other people um episode number five with uh Mike from Charlie Horse uh, that was super cool because I had played a couple shows with him um, when I was playing in If I Fail, and we played at 38 State Brewery a couple times, and uh, that place was super small, and just for anybody who's ever played shows, you know that when you're playing a show, it gets pretty hectic. And, you know, if there's a lot of people there or whatever, you're, you kind of just beeline for the stage and then beeline to get your shit off the stage and out of the venue. And uh, it's always kind of a blur, but it was really awesome to sit down and talk to him and talk about our uh, common love for Blink-182 as we were starting to play music. Um, Blink-182, Green Day, all those bands. Um, and, uh, another awesome thing about Mike is he totally blew my head up about, uh, liking the Phantom EP, and I always love when people enjoy our music, um, but, I mean, that just, that goes for any musician, if you enjoy their music, tell them, because an honest musician who loves making music just wants to know that people are listening and that they enjoy the music more than anything. Um, And I appreciate that Mike listens to our music and thinks so highly of it. And at an hour and 29 minutes and 25 seconds, him and I go hard on the subject of buying CDs. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. It's episode number five with Mike from Charlie Horse. And we just talk about not only the importance of it to keep CD production going, but also just, I guess, the importance again of um, contributing to the bands who make them because a lot goes in when you make an album and especially a physical copy uh you know you have to get artwork done and you have to write out your thank yous and a lot of people will put the lyrics in 
And a lot of people go for a concept, you know, uh, If I Fail's Undesirable EP, I think it had four foldouts that went into a plus. I could be butchering this if I am, I'm so sorry, Marcus. Um, but it goes into four folds outs and then has one in the middle, so it's just a big plus sign, but there's like different images on each of the different parts and it was all designed with the intention of somebody buying the physical copy so that they could, you know, see the artistic approach that went behind making the physical copy. And I can relate to that with the backseaters because for the Phantom EP, uh, there was only four songs on it. And I got this idea one day to kind of have artwork for uh, each one of the songs on the EP. So uh, a lot of thought went into that and working with the graphic design person that we worked with. Um, you know, just a lot of work goes into making a physical copy. And, you know, I've said this before, when you go through the process of putting together an album or an EP, it's very hectic and stressful and there's deadlines. I mean, granted, they're deadlines you set yourself, so you kind of set yourself up for the stress and gray hairs. I'm not going to get super close to the camera because I definitely have some on the left side of my head. There's a lot of gray hairs. Thank you, David, Colton, and now Chris. You give me gray hair. Um, but yeah, a lot of, lot of stress, a lot of planning, and just push... Put, pushing yourself to the absolute end of your possibilities of just exhausting the tank of creativity. Like everything you have goes into making this product the best it can be. And, you know, hopefully people will enjoy it uh, for a long time. Um, episode number six was with the lovely Annika Cardoza. Some of you might know her as my fiance. Uh, that was a super fun episode because she, I'm pretty sure she had never like recorded vocals or anything. So she was tripping out about hearing her voice, but it was cool for me. And like, I loved it because doing the podcast and talking about music is something that I love and for her to be a part of it really meant a lot to me. Um, so it was uh, really special that she took the time to sit down and talk to me and kind of speak honestly about being in a relationship with a musician or somebody who has a passion um, beyond, you know, a simple hobby and throughout the whole episode I mean her and I have our friendly banter but uh, throughout the whole episode there's little tips and tidbits about you know kind of how to how to work with um, the person you're in a relationship with because when you're in a band or if you have something you're passionate about that's almost it's just like being in another relationship. It, it takes time and it takes, um, you know, planning things out and you give a lot of yourself to 
anything you're passionate about. And at around 56 minutes and 38 seconds, um, she goes into depth about, you know, the dating advice on dating a musician. And that one of the biggest, two of the biggest things we talk about is uh, having patience because, you know, things come up, practices, um, making albums and having that be stressful and sometimes your head is solely on what you're working on and um, communication is the other big one. You have to communicate what's going on in your head and if something's lacking in either area, if you're just honest with the person, you tell them like, yo, I need, you know, if the person you're in a relationship with is like, gone all the time and you just need that little bit of time you just say hey I just I need a little bit of connection or if you know you realize that you kind of been slacking on your music you just say hey uh, I need a little bit more time to devote to uh, my passion and my hopeful career so that was a really fun episode like I said having her be a part of something that means so much to me and give advice to people who may not, you know, have a family member be in a relationship with somebody who is super passionate or plays music. So, uh, episode number seven was with Taylor Hahn. And I actually fucked this up the first time I did this podcast. Um, so I'm super glad that. I get to do it again, and you can catch my fuck up on the YouTube version of this, but I did, I had two Taylors on the podcast, and I didn't specify which one came first, and sometimes when I go live, sometimes when I'm doing the podcast, I forget shit, I mix shit up, I'm a human, and I can guarantee if you continue to like, comment, and subscribe on this podcast, you will see me fuck up many 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 more times um but anyway episode number seven was with the taylor hahn of hahn audio he's recorded uh the backseaters phantom ep all of if i fails eps uh he records the anchor uh the panoramic and a ton of denver bands and he also works with uh you know some national acts as well and it was cool to have him on because he gave a producer's perspective of um, bands and play not only playing music but making music and being diligent about your craft and kind of how his mind works when he has a band come in because when a band comes into the studio, they have these songs and they go, all right, here's our songs. We're going to regurgitate them on the recording and then you do whatever. But there's a totally different mindset that a producer has when a band comes in. And it's um, if it's somebody as good as Taylor, they already walk in with the mindset that there's a possibility that maybe your songs aren't already done and that there's more that can be contributed to make the songs better because Taylor Hahn has a business and has a passion for music and 
what goes along with those two things is, uh, you know, he cares as much about the product because it's going out into the world. People are going to hear it, hopefully, if you do your job as a musician and promote the shit out of it. Um, people are going to hear it and they're going to not only hear what the band has created, but the work that has gone on behind the scenes to accentuate every great thing about that recording and kind of show that it wasn't just done in a basement with somebody pressing record on Pro Tools. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of humility on that one. I don't just do that. When I record demos for the backseaters, I still go all in. I use some plugins. I get some reverb going, some delay. Here I am trying to explain myself to, I don't know for what reason. But anyway, back to Taylor Hahn. Um, He does everything he can, not only for the band, but to show off what he's capable of and That's what this whole podcast is about. It's, you know, about giving advice and talking about your craft, but also like, let's be honest. It's about, here's how hard I work. Here's the cool, unique things about my band and why you should listen to my band. Like it's all, you know, it's kind of an advertisement. I talk about the backseaters, which is pretty clear when you listen to the podcast or go to the podcast page that I have the backseaters, but You know, I'm sure some people go into the episode with the idea of, you know, you get to know these people's personalities and you get to hear why, basically why you should listen to their music. And uh, I don't know, it's like all the episodes and the guests, it's kind of like a cool little ad for their their band. Um, But yeah, Taylor Hahn, he just... He talked a lot about just you could always be better. Um, You're never done learning your instrument or learning how to write songs or, you know, tweaking your tone, all kinds of stuff like that. And he even, uh, he has a sticky note on on his control board on his desk uh, that he records at that says you're not working hard enough. as good as he is, he still believes that there's room for improvement and getting better and striving to be the best that you can be. And at 41 minutes and 30 seconds, um, he talks about the importance of not uh, pre-apologizing. Like, he talks about again the importance of making your record the best that it can be so that when you hand it to somebody and we've all heard this you don't hand it to them and go here's our ep by the way at three minutes and 54 seconds on track five i fucked this part up or you can't hear this or you know what have you Um, we've all heard somebody do that and he just goes into the importance of you know you're making this thing that is going to be on the record for uh, you know with iTunes and uh, online streaming and stuff it's on there forever like long after we're gone the music will still be there 
So he talks about the importance of, uh, you know, not only making it the best now, but also making it a record that you can appreciate and be proud of a year or two from now. And uh, he's also really big on uh, live instruments and having a human feel to things. And that's that's kind of a, a battle with the backseaters because I do use a lot of guitar effects and you know we have effects and stuff, but we were pretty explicit with um, you know saying that we don't want it to sound overproduced like it was just um, you know plugged into a computer and da 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 da. We made it pretty clear that we wanted to be real musicians playing real instruments and uh, you know having a human um, effect about it on it whatever. Um, but he's super big on that and he likes to do it and work with the actual musician on you know making their craft the best it can be and their record and having a human feel to it because you know if you're if you want perfection and you don't want a human aspect to it then i mean just get produced beats and melodies and sing over the top of it um, but he talks about, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but he just likes to work with musicians who are playing their instruments who fuck up sometimes. But a lot of times you'll hit a bum note, but it sounds good, so you roll with it, and that's the importance of, uh, you know, being a real musician, playing a real instrument, is sometimes you go in different directions that you weren't anticipating. Um... Yeah, and I mean, that's... Taylor's super big on positivity and working hard, so that whole podcast is just... It's great for motivation on trying to be the best that you can be, but he also said something in that podcast that I know I repeated in multiple podcasts, and that is that if you're a band nowadays, you are pretty much a t-shirt and merchandise company, that also happens to make music because, um, you know, we, I talked about the importance of buying CDs, me and Mike, and uh, but it's just it doesn't happen as much as it used to, and um, you know he gives that little piece of advice that goes a long way, and kind of definitely made me think about everything from an aesthetic standpoint and. I talked about that with a couple people on the podcast, but um, when he said that, there was definitely a light bulb that went off and uh, some realizations were had. Um, episode number eight was with my good longtime friend, Jake Myro. He's in a group called Sons of Steinway, and they are a jazz, funk, ungodly talented band there's so the thing about them is there's two pianos Jake Myro plays piano and then they have another fella that also plays piano and uh, 
everybody in that band is super skilled at their instrument and it's kind of mind-blowing to go and watch so if you get a chance definitely go and see sons of steinway uh but the cool thing about jake myro is him and i have known each other since we were freshmen in high school and we were in band classes together and a lot of the stuff that i didn't pay attention to in band class he really dove into and uh, one of those things was music theory i wish now that i had paid more to more attention to it because back in high school i just was basically you know saying to myself well i'm a drummer i don't need to know this i just want to play drums and that's it and little did i know that i would go on to play guitar and write songs and do that whole thing but uh jake myro didn't didn't take those classes for granted and on our podcast, we talk about the important the importance of um, music theory, learning your craft, um, all that. But uh, at the same time, playing honest, you know, there's there's a fine line between using music theory and working with it and pre-constructing songs. And it is possible to use theory and scales and everything, but also play on feeling. And it, you know, if you have that music theory and that higher education in music, when you're playing on feeling and you're going and you're transcended into that next universe, when you're playing shows or recording, uh, you know, you have no fear because you know that you have that support system following you all the way through. Um, and uh, another cool thing, I can't remember where it is on the podcast, Jake, I'm sorry. But uh, he talks about how he can, when he plays music, he sees colors. And we kind of go into that. And that was one of the most interesting things I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Um, so yeah, you should definitely go check that out. The dude is so smart and so funny. Um, speaking of pre-apologizing, for some reason I forgot to turn on my microphone for that episode. So my audio is a little wonky, but you can hear what Jake has to say perfectly. And, uh, in some of the early episodes, I definitely, when I get nervous, I talk a lot. And some in some of those early episodes, I definitely talk way too much when it should be about the guests. So the episode with Jake Myro is nice because you get to hear his take on everything. Um, I'm going to turn off the live now so that everybody can be stoked about listening to this episode later. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on YouTube and... If you're watching this, you already follow this page, so thank you. And make sure you listen to the episode on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. And we are now ending live. All right. So the live has ended. And uh, we can get back to being in depth on these guests. 
Um, after Jake Myro, episode number nine, I had some more high school buddies come by, uh, Reed Gambrell and Tyrell Moores. I uh, went to high school with them, known them since my freshman year, and one thing that was always badass about them was they were always into old school hip hop and beats and like kind of that uh, jazzy hip hop um, scene. And uh, I always thought that was cool because, you know, you think of hip hop and rap and stuff like that now and you think um, Top 40 and I'm sure Tribe Called Quest and all those guys were Top 40 back in the day, but they just... They had a love for it, and I always thought that was super cool. And that was hip-hop that was made, um, you know, by guys who were going to record stores and buying records and looping actual jazz records and then putting a beat on top of it. Um, and I always thought that was cool that they they loved that stuff. Um, but in episode number nine with Reed and Tyrell, uh, we... We talk about their making music, but we also, they were like kind of the first, I mean, everybody in a band and like everybody who has a business, like Han Audio or whatever is technically, I guess, maybe an entrepreneur or a business owner. Um, but they kind of go into depth and talk about... Uh, um, how loot cake records uh you know they make music but it's more of a multimedia mashup like there's so much going on with loot cake uh you know they have the music side they have merchandise for it which is actually super high quality um super creative stuff uh but they also have their photography and i know tyrell's working on some clothing line stuff right now and, uh, you know, there definitely wasn't enough time that night to go into everything that w they're working on. So, uh, Reed and Tyrell, I would love to have you guys back on and maybe do like a, a progress report um, sometime in the future and kind of talk about what you guys are up to because I'm always interested in it. Again, like uh, Bailey Alora. That's a whole separate scene that I know nothing about. So it was really awesome to sit down with them and, you know, talk about the shows they go to and the scene they're in um, because it's completely different from mine. And I never see it and wouldn't know that it exists outside the alternative rock uh, scene. So I'd love to sit down with them and talk more about. Um, obviously their music but the multimedia side and the merchandise side as well uh phil hutchinson from water aerobics was on episode number 10 and his episode was just super fun again one of those guys i'd known since i was in my first band and uh he's just a super unique character um, he's got a lot to say. Uh, one of my favorite things about that podcast is we we giggled about the topic of bidets um, and stuff like that, and talked about you know him moving to Nashville, and he's kind of hoping to do that multimedia 
recording studio photography, you know, making music videos, uh, one-stop shop, thing like that in Nashville. Um, but uh, my favorite thing from that, and I think a big thing you can take away from that episode is when he was talking about playing on the street and he suggests it to any musician, but more importantly, any musician who plays, you know, defined shows and theaters and stuff like that. Um, he suggests to those musicians that you set up one day and you just play on the street and you play to people who couldn't care less about what you're doing but you have the ability through the power of music to make them care more um but it's just you know he talks about how humbling it is because a lot of people passing by don't give a shit but then when somebody actually stops and watches you or gives you you know money if you have a tip jar out um it's just it's you're beyond grateful for it because it's somebody who didn't have to somebody you know when he did it he was on kind of a cross-country trip where he was kind of hitchhiking um but like meeting up with these people and just getting rides to these different states and stuff and uh you know so it wasn't like he could invite his friends and family to come watch him play on the street it was to actual strangers and it was kind of cool to hear him talk about that trip that he took um last summer summer of 2018 um on episode number 11 was with one of my favorite people on the whole gosh darn planet i've misplaced my my pen um but yeah one uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, Aaron Elrod. He is the lead singer of a little band called The Host Club, um, a band that I have had the pleasure of filling in for, but also playing in the band. Uh, when I was 17, 18 years old, um, I got to play with them and actually a, some of the coolest shows i've played in my whole music career has been with the host club we got to play big gig the day that blink 182 played um you know they took me out of state to play a show for the first time got to play a sold out show at the fox theater in boulder with them um just the host club is a super pivotal band in my music career and my you know coming of age in regards to being in a band and playing music and playing shows and um, doing that whole thing and getting a taste of the good life. Uh, but Aaron and I talked about a slew of things because him and I are good friends and we've stayed good friends for all the years that we've known each other. Um, but a big thing he talks about at an hour, six minutes, 20 seconds, uh, we kind of go into the subject of, uh, not bullshitting people with your music because people can tell when you're not being authentic with your music and when you're trying to pander and, you know, write to fit a style instead of write to 
um, you know, express yourself. And it's evident on a recording when somebody is just walking the dog, but also when you go and see a band live, which is super, uh, a huge part of the Backseaters um, and a lot of bands in Denver is that live aspect. People can tell when, you know, you're full of shit and you're just walking the dog and when you're just doing it to try and get notoriety or what have you. Um, and then episode number 12 was with uh, a lovely man named Tim, Tim Graham. He's in a band called Rozu. He started a band called Rozu. And he's been in the music scene for a long time. I've known him for um, quite a few years. But uh, something him and I really went into detail about was that aesthetic part of being in a band. And, uh, you know, not only just making music, but uh, being visually appealing and, uh, you know, working with the look of your band as opposed to just writing killer songs. Um, and he had so much advice on marketing and aesthetic and all of that stuff and talked about, you know, the, the history of Rozu so far. And, um, yeah, just had a lot to say about it. I remember after that podcast, uh, my head hurt. I had a headache from trying to process all of the valuable things he was saying because it was just that good. And at 51 minutes and 19 seconds, we really go into um, the bits about marketing and aesthetic and all of that. And he's just a super smart guy when it comes to the business side of music. And his band makes some pretty, pretty killer uh, post-hardcore metalcore music. So... And another thing, if you don't already know, if you haven't listened to any of the podcasts all the way through, um, there's a song at the end of each and every one of them. Usually if, um, if it's a band or a solo artist or what have you, their song is at the end so you can listen to them after they've, you know, just kind of sold themselves to you. You can listen and, um you know, kind of have some background information and uh, listen to their music. And then some of the guests that I had on that um, weren't uh, on for music purposes, uh, they kind of got to pick their own songs. Um, but the, the main point that I'm trying to make is there's a little musical treat at the end of every podcast. Uh, episode number 13 was with a band called The Lichen. Uh, they used to be in a band called As the Sky Darkens, but they are now a prog rock duo. Um, kind of sounds like uh, a little bit of Rage Against the Machine, but a little more indie. Um, I don't know exactly how to describe it, and I hope I'm not uh, making it sound not appealing. But those dudes were super fun to hang out with. And uh, they're super smart when it comes to music. Uh, Mike and Nico are killer musicians, have obviously spent a ton of time perfecting their craft. 
Um, and at 39 minutes and 59 seconds, um, they talk about the importance of, you know, just keep playing because if you're a musician or if you start to play music, you will find yourself in this mundane rut where you go into practice and you're playing the same shit over and over and over again. And a uh, big thing is just to keep playing it, keep pushing it, you know, play what you know at different tempos and different styles, different, um, you know, different rhythms and everything and the importance of, you know, just keep keep playing and finding finding weird and cool things about what you already know. And another cool thing about that podcast that I thought was insane because Nico is such a good guitar player is he talks about, um, you know, not really knowing what he's playing on guitar uh, note-wise and that kind of, you know, sheds light on all the people who want to play guitar but aren't exactly good at reading music or don't have the time to learn to read music. Just pick up the fucking instrument and fiddle around with it and if you have a passion for it if you want to do it you will do it if it's not for you you'll set it down you'll never touch it again because the strings will hurt your fingers because you have no calluses hmm um episode number 14 was with some good old pals from a band called almost maine um had a lot of fun sitting down with uh, David and Adam. Uh, we talked about so many different things. Uh, they're geniuses at marketing. Uh, they're also geniuses at styling their hair. David has a phenomenal head of hair and has always had good style with it. So I advise you to watch that episode on YouTube and also I'm colorblind, so I can't remember what color Adam said his hair was, but his hair was a different color other than black, blonde, or brown. So go check that out on YouTube. But um, a cool thing we talked about at an hour and 13 minutes, I believe, uh, we just talked about... Um, you know, being a local band and starting out as a local band and kind of having to just push your way through to people who, you know, if you tell them you're a local band or what have you that you're playing shows, a lot of people see it as a hobby or, you know, not high quality because you're not on a record label. I don't know what they think because I've been doing this for so long, but a lot of people don't take you seriously until they go check you out on Spotify or they come to a show. But um, we kind of just talk about at an hour and 13 minutes, the importance of just keep pushing it in people's faces and keep uh, you know, showing everybody how important this is to you and how hard you work on it. Cause I guarantee the first time they come and see you or when they hear you're on Spotify, they will shit a fucking brick. So if you're just starting out in a band, uh, just hang tight and you know, people will take you seriously. Eventually you just got to be patient. Uh, episode 15 of the Don't Start a Band podcast was with Mr. Wes Luna. He is 
a solo artist. He had a band called Over Under, and he's currently playing in a band called Stereo Shifter. And that dude has been around the way. Yeah, it was kind of cool listening to him just tell stories of his career in music and all the people he knows. I know him and I talked about Motion City Soundtrack for a while on and off the podcast because I love that band. And he happens to um, know the lead singer on a personal level. So it was kind of cool just to hear him talk about his stories with music. And uh, it was exciting to hear him talk about you know what's to come with Stereo Shifter because they've been a duo for so, so long and now he's playing bass for them so they're a trio and um, it's kind of cool just you know hearing him talk about so many things talking about his new um, you know his new solo music that he has coming out uh, he has a song on Spotify right now called The Fame um, it's one of his new solo songs so go check it out uh episode number 16 was with a friend of mine named dakota and he has a clothing line he's the first guest that i've had on um who owns a clothing line it's called together and i accentuate the pause because Dakota, I'm sorry, but I think it should be Together Clothing or Together Ink or, you know, something. Because I always want to say, you know, on his first prints on the front of the shirt, it just says Together, period. And I always want to say Together, period. Um, But instead of saying period, I just, I do the pause. I say his clothing brand, Together and accentuate that pause. Uh, but it was fun just sitting down with him because I, I'm i not like huge into fashion, but I like streetwear. Um, I wear and have worn darkly uh, Johnny Cupcakes. I know the hundreds used to be technically streetwear. Um, but, you know, I like cool new brands and Um, stuff like that I think streetwear is cool and so it was cool to hear him you know talk about his new brand together and uh, you know clothing lines and stuff go hand in hand Dakota goes to a lot of shows like he's friends with everybody in the hardcore scene for sure and just in the music scene in general and Like I said, clothing and music go hand in hand. Johnny Cupcakes used to, uh, you know, tour around with bands and sell his shit on Warp Tour and, you know, promote it through, you know, bands that were going on tour and stuff. So I believe that clothing goes hand in hand with music. Uh, Episode number 17 was another one of my favorites. All the episodes are one of my favorites, but... Uh, Griffith is a close friend of mine um, and I just love sitting down and talking with him because his brain doesn't work like anybody else's and I mean that in the best way possible. He's so funny and so smart and such a a talented young man. But uh, at um, 36 minutes and 54 seconds him and I talk about a more technical aspect we talk about playing to a click track aka a metronome and 
how important that is if you want to take your band to the next step as far as being as tight as possible live. Is it possible to not play to a click and be tight? Of course it is, but if you kind of want to hit the click remote and fast forward to being a little tighter a little sooner, then play to a fucking metronome because it will make your set that much better. Griffith does it now, um, David started doing it, and nine out of 10 drummers that you go and see live have a metronome in their ear. And, uh, you know, we just talked about that professional aspect because when you're starting out in a band, you're like, no, fuck it, I know tempo, I can do it. But you get to a point where you say, you know, you get to a point in playing music where you realize you don't want to leave anything out. You don't want to look back or if you make a mistake at a show, you don't want to look back and say, this wouldn't have happened if I was playing to a metronome. You know what I mean? You just want to cover all of your bases. And we talk about the importance of that. And uh, him and I just talked about a bunch of stuff, talked about his career in music. And uh, he's just super fun guy to talk to. And uh, he plays in a band called Fox Lake, and they're going on tour very soon. And... I wish them all the best of luck and safe travels. Uh, you should really check out uh, check out Fox Lake. The song that's at the end of his podcast is their single "Death from Above," and it is infectious and the catchiest heavy music you will ever ever listen to. So go check it out. Um, episode number eighteen was with Taylor Park. And Taylor and I played in If I Fail for a little bit together. Um, but I've just known him via the music scene for years. And he asked to be on the podcast. And I know he knows a lot about music. And like I said, he's been a part of the music scene. And uh, in particular, the hardcore scene. And so it was cool to sit down with him and kind of talk about the hardcore scene. But... A big thing that him and I went into was just talking about um, the effects of music and how it has self-help properties, you know what I mean? Whatever you're going through in life, if you're having a shit day, if you're having a good day, there's a soundtrack for it, guaranteed. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're feeling a certain way that maybe you can't put into words, but you put on that song and it explains how you feel and gets you in the uh in the groove of um you know dealing with those emotions so at 42 minutes and 47 seconds him and i just talk about the importance of music and how it affects your life and kind of a self-help aspect um uh, words man episode number 19 i have my boys and a thousand miles of fire on the podcast and that was a fun funny just all out uh hoot of a podcast um because we just laughed and joked around like we always do when we hang out and they're i just love hanging out with them and i love their music um they 
They're kind of pop punk, but at the same time, they have like an easy core aspect because they have breakdowns. Um, they're just, they're super fun dudes. Their music is super fun, uh, super duper. Um, but a cool thing that we talked about was just tour tips and stories. And at 41 minutes and 46 seconds, uh, we kind of went into depth about you know, talking about tips for touring, a big one for them, and I wholeheartedly agree. If you're going on tour, bring wet wipes. They will save your life because you're not always going to have a shower. So the next best thing is some non-scented wet wipes, which I'm not going to lie, they still have a scent to them, even though they say non-scented, but they will save your life. They will save your crotch and they will save your face. They will save face, but not in the metaphorical way. Uh, like I said, it was so much fun sitting down and talking with them. Um, I, I still don't forgive Coy for hating on John Mayer, but we're working through it. Episode number 20, Mr. Brad Anderson, tattoo artist, I think he's one of the best tattoo artists in Colorado, maybe even the United States. I've seen a lot of tattoos. Um, you guys know I have a few tattoos, so I'm interested. I always look at tattoos. Um, I check out tattoo pages and other tattoo artists, and Brad is just insane. He can pull off some beautiful traditional artwork but can also slay a portrait so uh yeah he's just an amazing tattoo artist and if you haven't been tattooed by him hit him up on instagram brad x anderson and uh check out his portfolio and get a fucking tattoo um and he's just he's a really cool guy and him and i kind of we talked about tattoos and we talked about, you know, tattoos and music and how they go hand in hand, just like clothing and music. And, uh, you know, we kind of went into depth on that, but we kind of found ourselves uh, straying back to the topic of just being a better person, being a good person, um, you know, patience, perseverance, passion, all that stuff we cover and, uh, you know, it was just, it was a super enlightening episode because him and I kind of think the same way and see the world in a relatively similar way. So it was awesome to get to sit down and talk to him. He's got a super busy schedule, but, uh, he's a super down to earth guy and he, is an amazing tattoo artist and he's so so very smart at an hour and eight minutes hour and nine minutes um in that whole area uh we just we delve in on the subject of passion and how if you don't have passion for what you're doing fucking hang it up obviously if you're you know chasing a career in music or visual art um you know, what have you, obviously you're going to have to have a day job to support that. But if that's your number one and that's what you want more than anything in life, uh, you know, don't deny that. 
It's kind of like when you have an itch on the top of your head and you know maybe you're under the covers in your warm bed and your hands are down by your sides. Doesn't matter how comfy you are, if you got an itch on the top of your head, you are gonna scratch that motherfucking itch. Uh, but yeah, just the whole episode with Brad was um, very, like I said, enlightening. We talked about a bunch of bunch of uh, personal life tips, I guess. Um, it's always cool having people on the podcast who maybe aren't directly in bands or aren't in bands yet because we find ourselves just talking about the subject of music as opposed to their music. And, you know, obviously we talked about his tattoos, but anything is fair game when I have those kinds of people on the podcast. And I always look forward to those podcasts just as much as the ones with artists and bands. So... Uh, yeah, that was the first 20 episodes of the Don't Start a Band podcast. I cannot stress enough how thankful and grateful and all those other full words I am for the fact that you guys are listening, you're watching on YouTube, you have liked, commented, and subscribed. Uh, it means the world to me, and I definitely have never gone into this podcast or thought about it in any way in a deserving manner. So I'm just incredibly grateful for all the support I've gotten and all the downloads, all the views and everything. And I promise for the year of 2019 that we're gonna have some good guests on here. We're gonna have some good conversations and uh here's to the next 20 episodes i haven't decided what song i'm gonna put at the end of this but it's probably gonna be a backseater song so yeah thank you guys for listening and i look forward to um doing many more podcasts here's to 2019 there is a ghost that I believe lives in the basement with me. Sees every move I make and every step I try to take toward being.